Good afternoon, everyone. This is Malcolm from UK Money Man. I'm joined today by my colleague, uh, Dan Osman, who's our latest live mortgage expert. Good afternoon, Dan. Afternoon, Malcolm. Um, so we're going to get into the, um, the bit of the history of um, equity release and where its uses are. Um, but uh, before we do get into that, um, just for the benefit of uh, people that don't know you, maybe a bit of background about kind of how you've uh, come to be uh, an expert in equity release and later life mortgages, your background in financial services, Dan. Thank you. Um, I started in financial services back in 97, uh, worked in mortgages, uh, investments and protection products, uh, both employed by banks like HSBC and self-employed as, as a whole market broker. Uh, I took a break in 2008 when I retrained to become a social worker specialising in uh, mental health and vulnerable adults broaden my perspective on, on, on the experience of later life and funding care and, and, and areas like that. I've been following equity release for quite some time and, and in 2017 I decided that the market had got to the point and the products had got to the point where I would be happy to advise on them. Um, so I took my uh, regulated equity release advice exam and started working for a couple of companies in London and Leeds. Um, both providing direct face-to-face -face advice, over-the-phone advice during the pandemic, and also delivering training to newly qualified advisors. And now, happily, I've ended up with UK Money Man. Great move, Dan. So, um, so I was wondering, kind of, with with yourself. Uh, obviously, you had the background in in financial services and mortgages before, and then and then went off and. Um, was it kind of the the melding together of those two aspects of your career? That was the the attraction because obviously um, mortgages for people in, in later life, obviously they can be classed as, as vulnerable customers, which was along the lines of your retraining. Certainly, yeah, I I felt that that my uh, my ability to uh, assess and and my experience in uh, working with older adults and their 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 experiences in retirement, quite often experiences including. Uh, poverty and, and and worrying about losing losing their home due to interest only mortgages, um, great impact on my mental health. Um, I felt that 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 the most practical way that I could uh, combine my skills was to become an equity release advisor, um, where I have the time and the uh, latitude to support older clients and and hopefully help them achieve what they want to achieve, whether that be retaining their family home because of an interest-only mortgage is coming to an end, or, or funding a world cruise. It, 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 runs the whole, uh, it runs the whole spectrum. Well, if we believe those TV adverts, that's what everyone well, yeah. so That's what Amy Holmes says. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, obviously, we, we know kind of how important the ethics uh, of this are. And, but the market, whilst it's growing, um, has never kicked on in the way that perhaps people thought it would do and I wondered whether or not you felt that was in any way connected to the previous reputation of equity release products those types of plans that are possibly no longer even available yeah I mean I I, I freely admit that, that like a, like a lot of people still do I used to consider equity release and lifetime mortgages the lending of last resort um, and that goes along with the the, the products that have now disappeared, like uh, shared appreciation mortgages, where 
you know, the banks would get a, a um, also get a share of the increase in your property's value over over time. Um, I, the the initially safe home income plans, which has now evolved into the Equity Release Council, has driven a lot of innovation in the industry. They've introduced a lot of safeguards for clients, uh, things like the no negative equity guarantee, which is which is crucial. I mean, even for clients who borrow absolutely the maximum they can and if they can't afford to make payments so the interest rolls up it guarantees that as long as the property is sold for a fair market value after their death or if they go into long-term care then their estate their family will never be asked for any more money mm. you know if the lender takes a loss because the property's gone down in value the lender takes a loss it's not passed on to the family i think that was a big that was a big um that was a big step forward um the press still have a fairly negative view um, and uh, you know, if it's advised indiscriminately then that's that's right it you know it needs to be arrived at after a thorough process of advice and recommendation preferably including your family your beneficiaries and anyone else who supports supports people to make financial decisions and what happens um when you're including those um family members where we may get a bit of sibling rivalry where perhaps you have some children completely in support of um, the parents taking equity out of their property and other family members that don't quite agree. How, how do those things end up getting resolved? Well, thankfully, that's in my experience, that's quite rare. Um, generally speaking, the 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 families, in, in the case of the clients that I've dealt with, have been pretty supportive of their parents raising additional funds. And at the end of the day, um, the, the choice is the borrower. The choice is down to the borrower. We advise uh, inclusion of the family. And quite often, you find that the ones who have objections to start with, when the process is explained fully and, and the full implications and what the interest may uh, roll up to over the over the expected lifetime of the client you find that 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 a lot of their objections to that disappear um but as we all know there are families who who um who have sibling rivalry and that that can't always be overcome interesting so let's talk about the sort of retirement landscape then um if we can and um, perhaps pinpoint why um, this market is is growing and we feel that it will kind of continue to grow. So I suppose, first of all, in terms of things like um, pension income and, and, and state re state retirement ages. So are those kind of things having an impact on, on the lifestyle that people can expect? Yeah, so I mean, they're, they're having a huge impact. I mean, as we know, the pension age is, is gradually creeping up towards 68. Um, People, irrespective of that, because of the cost of living increases, are feeling that they have to carry on working for longer. Um, a lot of people are deferring their state pension to try and build it up to make it uh, um, a greater income in retirement. Inflation is causing the buying power of existing pensions to, to be eroded. Um, you know, people simply have less money um, than, than previously they may have done. And on the balance side of that, you have uh, people's property wealth increasing dramatically. Um, 
you know, the, the, the latest figures for Q1 of, of, of this year indicate that property prices have gone up about 11 percent yeah um which you know on the average house in the uk and not my house somewhere else in the country um that means an additional twenty seven thousand pounds in the first three months of this year um it's natural that people are turning to their to, to their property to provide um to provide some income from them after they've worked all their lives to to to, to buy it to own it to have it as an asset um the, uh, the the potential for people to support themselves in a way that they would like rather than just subsisting in retirement is 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 very attractive it's a driver for a lot of people um many people have interest only mortgages which are um which are coming to an end either just before they're due to retire or even into into retirement and in some cases, they have no repayment vehicle. They have no uh, means to repay that money and face the stress of, of trying to find a solution to paying that, that money off that the lender is going gonna, is gonna to require. Yeah, really interesting. And of course, people um, living now much longer than they did in years gone by. So, so those annuities and, and uh, pension projections um, are not going to allow them to continue to live in to anywhere near the lifestyle and uh, that they'd enjoyed when they were working no i mean it's, you, you can you can come across a, a couple who have worked all their lives in, in in decent jobs they've saved and 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 they're finding themselves essentially in 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 poverty in in retirement they're, they're asset rich um but but cash poor and and a lifetime mortgage if used appropriately can help to address that that balance and then do you find when you you mentioned there that that normally the, the family members tend to be um, in favour of that? That's presumably because they don't want to see their parents um, really suffer in, in terms of financially and, and they want them to enjoy the some of the trappings that perhaps they enjoyed when they were working and um, and, and perhaps they're uh, got, you know, not so much of an eye on future inheritance um, than perhaps the, the public might expect? Yes, uh, it, as I say, in, in my experience, most family members are very supportive of their parents uh, doing this. Um, I mean, quite often the parents are doing it partly to help their family anyway. Um, one of the things that we can look at if, if guaranteeing a set amount of an inheritance is a priority for the clients, is we, is we can ring fence an amount of the property value. Um, this does have knock-on effects in the amount that can be borrowed, um, but we can, uh, we, we can set up a loan where a percentage of the value of the house is protected, whether that be 50%, 25%, whatever, whatever suits and, and allows the client to still achieve their objectives. And is there any, uh, ever any kind of guilt on behalf of the borrower that, that perhaps they're not going to be in a position to um, to gift as much inheritance um, as they might have been expected to. Do you ever come across people reluctant to do it? Quite often, there's uh, in a lot of cases, you know, people are initially reluctant. They 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 come seeking something that they feel is 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 in some way to be ashamed of. Um, I think that. When you go through the advice process with people and 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 uh, tease out all their worries, 
um, you know, quite often those can be those can be addressed. And also, with uh, certainly smaller amounts of borrowing, the amount of interest that 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 that, that is charged on the loan, um, quite often people find that they can afford to pay that interest. Um, so. It, you know, often there's a there's a good balance there where people get the money that they need to do home improvements or or, or repay a mortgage, but they find that they're still able to make the payments that they can afford towards the equity release to stop the amount increasing as much as it would if they didn't. Uh, some lenders allow that allow people to pay unlimited smaller payments across the year from as little as fifty pounds a time. Interesting. Well, we've touched on the a few of the main reasons that people look at this as a potential solution. So to repay an interest only mortgage. So presumably that's because they used to have perhaps endowment policy or some other repayment vehicle, which got canceled along the way. So um, these applicants should be kind of well aware because now the mortgage lenders are having to write to those customers on a yearly, if not more regular basis to advise them that their interest only mortgage is coming to an end. Do you still find that people are leaving it to the last minute before engaging? Yes, absolutely, and 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 sometimes sometimes that's that's also um, what we arrange. If 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 a, if if a client comes too early, um, and they can still take advantage of a, a fixed rate with, with their their interest only mortgage or whatever, sometimes it's necessary to plan with them that 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 okay, this is this is the situation now, but the the right time to do this is maybe in a year or two years time. Um, but yes, certainly uh, I, I speak to a lot of people who say my mortgage is due at the end of the month. Um, whereas we can work quickly, miracles are a bit beyond us. No, but I suppose if the lender um, knows that strides have been made to put a pal in place, they, 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 they can be sort of sympathetic there. So I suppose um, perhaps people set off with an intention of doing a future downsize, but as you and I know, that doesn't always materialise. And is that sometimes where um, capital raising to do home improvements comes in, where the customer's changed their mind and has decided to stay in the family home? Yeah, quite quite often, um, you when 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 clients come to downsize, that's where they receive objections from their family. You you find often that that that. That children or even grandchildren play a factor in the decision not to sell the family home, because that's where people still gather. That's that. It's got a. It's got a. Uh, the family associations of of of, of younger days. Um, now, at that point, we can look at at, at two routes. Uh, sometimes it's it's possible if it's a two-story house to make adaptions so that um, elderly parents can have a, a a ground floor a ground floor bedroom and a wet room. Uh, if that's the case, we always look at the possibility of grant funding first. There's always the there's always the alternative, always the lowest cost route there. Um, sometimes the the clients maybe assess that for mobility needs they need a wet room at the ground floor, in which case there may be some some funding support from the local authority. If there isn't, um, we encourage clients to get to get quotations, uh, and we can put money in place to. To, to do that. If these things might be needed later on, there's no need for the client to take all of that money all in one go. They can have a, an amount of money to get the work done that they need now, and the rest 
generally speaking, can be held in a in a reserve facility, um, which uh, is called a drawdown lifetime mortgage, and then that money can be drawn on when they need it. An important thing to consider with that is, although the interest rate might be slightly different on the drawdown facility, no interest is charged until the client takes the money. So um, we mentioned there about some customers doing this for income requirements and others for capital. Uh, what about right in thinking that most uh, loans are granted for capital requirements? Yes, yes, C certainly in my experience, I, I would say the majority of loans are for current and future capital needs. Um, and we mentioned about interest only mortgages, but I suppose also as well, um, we now have uh, latest life borrowers carrying unsecured debts into retirement. Yes, yes. I mean, when, 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 when you talk to someone about their income and outgoings, quite often there's a uh, quite a significant portion of unsecured credit there that, that's impacting on their disposable income each month. Um, and, and then it's important to work on, on bringing things within a manageable uh, monthly payment, but also making sure that, that, that the client isn't securing too much in unsecured debt against their home for the rest of their lives. So where, where the unsecured debt can be paid off in part through, you know, through income, we'd always look at that to try and reduce the debt as quickly as possible while still increasing the client's disposable income. So um, over the last 40 or 50 years, we've seen um, property price inflation dramatically outstrip wage inflation. And um, obviously, this is one way that we can potentially get property wealth out of the uh, older generation into the, the younger generation to provide uh, deposits for their children and grandchildren. And um, when you've done this for clients, do they derive like some personal satisfaction that the, the, the children or grandchildren have been able to see kind of some of this potential inheritance almost fast forwarded to a point in their lives where the children can really benefit and they can enjoy that themselves? Absolutely. The, 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 the pleasure that, that quite often it's, it's grandparents, sometimes it's parents, but the pleasure that grandparents get from uh, paying forward the inheritance and and seeing their grandchildren set up in their first home, knowing that they've got a a mortgage that's affordable, seeing them uh, start their own families in in a in a in a house where they've got a secure roof over their head, it's one of the big motivators for people who have got um, you know, a, a large amount of, of of property wealth, but maybe maybe little income or little savings. Um, it allows them to participate in, in their in their grandchildren's uh, first steps on the property ladder, um, and you know, it, it, I, I had a client recently who whose daughter was coming back to live with her, and she was doing equity release actually to buy a slightly larger house uh, because her daughter wants to adopt. So she's 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 managed to 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 create a situation where. Her daughter can adopt the child that she's that she's wanted for the last ten years, um, and they they get to to um, live together as a family. And we've talked there about um, clients facing financial potential hardship in retirement, but 
I suppose we've got a small number of, of potential borrowers as well that, that may be doing this for other reasons, such as um, to mitigate against um, future inheritance tax. Yes, yes, it's it's something that's starting to become more of a mainstream conversation. Yes. Um, may, most of the time, clients who are considering those sorts of uh, routes for a lifetime mortgage or equity release have a have an independent financial advisor um, and we would work alongside them to make sure that the client gets a holistic solution um, so that, that that everyone's on the same page and everything happens at the right time to prevent any uh, mistakes in terms of dates as far as tax and 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 income is concerned uh, but certainly yes that IFAs are are um, more often considering using uh, releases of equity in 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 long-term complex financial planning and it's certainly something that we're happy to work closely with um, a client's financial advisor or accountant to achieve so we mentioned there a few things um that the ownership of the property is retained by the by the homeowner so it's not going to revert to uh, some of the old schemes, I guess, where the, the banks were taking the, the stakes in, in the property. The money can be taken as a lump sum or drawn down in, in stages. Interest can be serviced or rolled up and paid uh, back um, at the end. And then I guess generally on, on death then or entering into um, care, that's when the, the mortgage would tend to be um, repaid, but with that, with that no negative equity guarantee. Now, in terms of Eligibility. Um, this is where it can be different to a standard mortgage application that I might get involved with because we don't have the uh, minimum income requires the requirements, the affordability checks, and also there's a, a more flexible approach to customers that have had adverse credit history. Yeah, I mean that 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 can have an impact, and and um, we would always look at a client's affordability. In terms of making sure the long-term planning um, is in place for as far as we can see, I mean, no one's got a crystal ball, but you know, we, when 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 I talk to a client about equity release, quite often we're considering life events that may reasonably happen in the next twenty years. Um, so that's 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 important, but but no, equity release is not uh, it, it's not uh, income assessed. Um, so that, that helps people who have uh, lower incomes or maybe benefit income. Um, in terms of the income, when, when we look at um, something to, uh, to support someone's income in retirement, if they have means-tested benefits, we can look at a product that would provide uh, a drip feed in terms of, of uh, small amounts of equity released um, over the years. So that it's not impacting on 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 benefit thresholds, but it's still providing a little bit of extra money for whatever the client needs that money for. Um, the big eligibility thing is 55. The older you are, the more you can release. A lot of people come with having, um, you know, had had various aspects of life insurance or, or or other sorts of protection over the years, and they they fear to disclose illness or long-term health conditions with equity release there are some lenders that provide medical underwriting um, 
Now, this generally works in the client's favor. Um, if, if the client's suffering from a, from a medical condition which would be deemed to uh, potentially reduce their life expectancy, then the lender may be prepared to offer more or on different terms. But that's highly individual and, and needs to be arrived at through a process of advice and recommendation. So as we touched on here, it, it is all about the, the ethics here and considering um, all the other potential solutions. And, and you've mentioned there that the potential um, effects that this could have on, on means tested benefits, the importance of involving family members along the way to make sure um, everyone knows exactly what's happening and, and having the opportunity to be accompanied um, by a family member to, uh, to the client meetings. But if, because of course, if one of these plans is paid back early, then I suppose the early repayment penalties, charges could be quite onerous. They could be. Um, again, innovation in the industry recently has meant that 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 all all of the lenders now do owe uh, do offer fixed early repayment charges. There are some of the old type available, um, and I'm quite happy to talk through those with any client specifically. Um, but now early repayment charge tend to be on a fixed sliding scale. They vary from lender to lender, but yes, they can be onerous. So um, one of the important things, and, and again, why I say that that uh, uh, conversation with the client is is about what's coming up in the future, because although they may not want to downsize now, they may feel that that's appropriate in three or four years time. And we need to build in the flexibility that allows for downsizing protection, some lenders call it. Um, and and that, that, that varies from lender to lender, but there is generally portability. So uh, a lifetime mortgage can be moved from one property to the other. If the property is much cheaper, then part of the, um, part of the lifetime mortgage might have to be repaid um, because the amount you can borrow is based on the, the youngest borrower's age and the value of the property. So if you're going to a much lower property, you may have to pay a little bit back, but we can mitigate that. The other thing that concerns people is um, in, in a couple, what happens if one of the couple dies or goes into long-term care? Um, because sometimes people don't want to feel that they would be stuck in, in that house. Uh, which may may be painful for, for memories or, or maybe too big for them to manage on their own. Most lenders, again, now offer a, what I call a compassionate clause, which means that if something happens to one of you, either death or entry into long-term care, then the other has three years to sell the property, repay the mortgage with no early repayment charges. So it gives that flexibility. It allows, it allows the, the, the survivor to sit back and think, what do I want to do now? Um, so this, because so they may want to go and move in with family. So it sounds like the, the providers are continuing to, to innovate. And, and do you see more, these sort of predict more new lender entrants into the market over the next five years? I, th I think so. I think so. I think, I think that the, um, I think that the flexibility, um, the dynamic nature of the market, um, and, and certainly the, the size of the market is going to lead to other other people coming into the market. I mean, we've had recent additions with, with Standard Life. Um, 
they've, they've been in the market for less than a year, I believe now. Um, and they're certainly driving some new, new products, new and competitive rates. Um, the more lenders that come into the market, the more competitive the marketplace is going to be, um, and which is going to be better for better for clients all around. And uh, just finally, Dan, for anyone kind of listening into this who might identify one of their family members um, as a potential customer for this type of uh, equity release mortgage, what kind of consumer protections are in place for them given the potential vulnerability? Well, certainly, I, I mean, you, you've, you've got the uh, you've got the protections that, that that will be provided by your advisor in terms of your meeting. Um, now, this is this is the stuff that generally impacts on the client, and it's about the time that the advisor will take. It's about involving your family, and it's about providing um, a detailed written recommendation before the client submits an application. Not afterwards, as is as is sometimes the case. Um, so, so the the client will have the uh, the details of the plan, the plan quotation, the the key features illustration shows very clearly if the client doesn't make any payments exactly what the interest owed would be at the end of each year. So you can see after after ten years, the 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 the, roll, the effect of the roll up and the total balance that would be owed. Of course, we're um, regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority, which, uh, as you know, is the watchdog, which which regulates almost the entire mortgage advising and, and, and financial services industry. Um, and we are also members of the Equity Release Council. And this is this is this is a voluntary organisation. Um, we feel that it's important as advisors to be able to feedback our experience of the products in the, in the marketplace and feedback uh, improvements that we feel would benefit clients in the future. Um, financial services compensation scheme is also there and should you need to make a complaint about us there's always the financial, uh, financial services ombudsman. Thanks for your time this afternoon Dan and if, if anyone wants to get in touch uh, Dan's email is dan.osman at ukmoneyman.com that's dan.osman o-s-m-a-n at ukmoneyman.com and we'll be happy to give a free initial consultation for you or any family members that are interested in it to release thanks again dan thanks welcome